0: It is Thursday, May 27th. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. Jaguars Happy Hour is presented by Duval Motor Company. And now, a guy more together than the Buckman Bridge, oh boy. J.P.
1: Oh no. Shadrick. Oh uh, wow, welcome in. Jaguars Happy Hour. Probably not a laughing matter for a lot of people on the roadways today in Jacksonville, but glad you're along with us. My name's J.P. Shadrick. Jeff Blagaman coming up. We've got a busy program today. Organized team activities are here. Practice number three was this afternoon. Organized team activities presented by Baptist Health. We'll hear from Urban Meyer, some post-practice comments about how the team is coming together off the field. We'll have some comments about what happened on the field today too and we'll hear from center brandon linder we caught up right after practice today with the eighth year center for the jaguars we'll go around the national football league as we always do jeff bloggerman Good afternoon, Jeff. What's it is up? a good afternoon. Yes, it it's is. A little
2: warm, but uh, but
1: a good one. I think I lost some weight today, just standing out there. Uh, I don't think so. No, yeah. <laughs> I think <laughs> maybe, maybe I, I didn't. You're. Okay. I think you're good. <laughs> uh, okay. We're, there's a work in progress. You must have hydrated say. really well. Because yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, you're good. You're good. That's it. Uh, so, some
2: of the players out there look like they were they were losing some pounds, though.
1: It was interesting. The you know, that's the first time we've seen OTA. so the last time we were out on the field was rookie minicamp, right? So- and,
2: and, well, the weather for rookie minicamp was just absolutely gorgeous, and today uh, temperatures you – know, I mean, when you go out to the practice field at 12 o'clock, I mean, that's right in what I always consider the doldrums of the heat in, in Florida, which you don't have a lot of a breeze, and you don't have uh, anything protecting you. The sun is right over top, and it's hot. I mean, that's just the way it is, but look – that's always been one of the advantages of being a team in Florida is that when teams come here, and you, they've got to come to your environment and your place and play in your heat. So you got to get used to it. And uh, the players definitely look like they were uh, uh, getting used to a little bit.
1: I would say going into today, since it was our first chance to see uh, some of this stuff today, I mean, you want to see what Trevor's doing, right? Uh, the big news story nationally is Tim Tebow. What did he look like today? And uh, you know, maybe some of the pieces on defense and see how they've been working in the offseason. I think those are the three real priorities for me today, at least. Well, it was, it
2: was interesting because when, when you when you kind of surveyed where the media was at, because you know the media is allowed <laughs> to be on one side of the field. And for some reason, the table started to tilt towards the east, okay? (laughs) And what I mean by tilted to the east, there were a group of about 20, okay, media members that were all over to the far eastern side of the area, which they were allowed, which also happens to be the area where the tight ends were at, okay? So they wanted to get a firsthand, up-close look at the tight end group. And I'm sure part of that was Tim Tebow. And uh, so, but it was interesting because, you know, there's like 15, 20 of them all over there. Don't underestimate Ben Ellison. He draws a crowd. (laughs) The rest of them were kind of scattered about, you know, along the northern boundary of the field. But, man, at one side there was a whole bunch of them. And I'm sitting there saying to myself, I mean, are are, are you really, are you you really expending that much energy wanting to focus in on Tim Tebow when – and I'm not trying to, to, to downplay him whatsoever, but as far as impactful players with this organization, there's somebody else on the other side of the field that's wearing number 16 mm-hmm. that might have a hell of a lot bigger impact on this football team you might want to be watching. Yeah, might.
1: is uh, yes. Absolutely. Instead of watching 85. But hey, first day out there, and you only get one day a week out there this year. We're not at all 10. We're only at to what, three OTAs of the 10 and then the three-day minicamp after that. So the, the options are limited to have a chance to see some of these Sure,
2: guys. sure. But uh, you know, a lot of people are going to be asking, how did Timmy look? You know? Let me
1: ask you, okay. how did Timmy right, look? Well, uh,
2: uh, and I didn't spend all of my time over there like some others that <laughs> might have a better uh, opinion on it. But, I mean, I watched him a little bit when it was more in a team setting to see how he did. And he looks like he's a player that's making a position switch and that's trying to find his way, you know, which means that uh, compared to some of the other tight ends that uh, that are more veteran, he looked a little slower, a little bit uh, kind of trying to figure it out. But, you know, that's to be expected for a guy who hasn't played, you know, football in quite some time, has never really played the position for the most part. So, uh, uh, but he gave great effort, and you can tell that he – he had the attention there, and he was trying to get better and working hard. I mean, so, I mean, all those things are there. And and those are the things that you always knew about it. But, uh, as I said, there's other areas of this football team that I think are going to have a much bigger impact on this team's success going forward than number 85 right now.
1: Let's hear from Head Coach Urban Meyer. This is the organized team activities portion of the offseason, Phase 3, How's it going with this team camaraderie off the field?
3: If you said in January,
2: what would be your ideal vision of what the team looked like in what is May? And once again, I'm not talking about execution. I'm just talking about camaraderie, ownership, uh, work ethic, sports performance, changing bodies, uh, health of players. Uh, You know, I'd grade it an A plus. I can't be more happy with uh, everybody talks about the draft and free agency. I'm not going to let people forget there's a great core group of players in the Jaguars organization that want to win. And uh, it's our coach's job to give them an opportunity to win. So uh, they're all here. They all enjoy being around each other. They enjoy being around the staff. And uh, it's been been really good.
1: That's a good sign. 90 players were here today. Everybody in the roster was here. And there are a few teams around the league that are. They don't have anywhere close to that. The Browns, I don't think, had anybody or, you know, single digits players coming in because J.C. Tretter's there, you know, he's the, the player rep. So uh, th- they're here, which is, uh, you know, what Urban, I think, the organization would like to change the culture and have those guys around here as much as possible.
2: Well, and uh, and I think it's smart for players to be in attendance. Um, and I was a union guy, and I understand that J.C. Tretter is the National Football Players Association uh, president and understand that look uh, he's obviously discouraged the Browns players from participating in the OTAs and, and good I mean if that's his prerogative that's his prerogative but I think there's value of having teammates work together and be together and and like I said I was a vice president of the union when I, when I played so I, I differ a little bit and especially I differ a little bit because when it comes to putting yourself at risk uh, there's no protection when you work out on your own or you choose to not be a part of what the team is doing. So, uh, But, look, I, I was impressed with the day. They had high energy. I think the thing that impressed me the most, JP, was – and me and you kind of kept saying this a few different times while we were standing together for a period of the practice that we were watching. We were saying, get off the ground, get off the ground, get the, off the ground. <laughs>
1: well, there was the energy, of course, and but because, that energy yes, overflows sometimes. And, and,
2: and i I consider – that a little something it's energy yes but it's also it's it's the competitive aspect and really when you're when you're training in the off season and you're part of the off season tra- uh, team activities you have to really kind of walk a fine line you want to make sure that you're being careful but at the same token you want to have your players be competitive and uh, and i think they're okay and i think that obviously as they go along they'll they'll learn the pace and the tempo and and be a little bit better at protecting each other, and and uh, and things of that nature. But I, I thought it was good. I thought it was good, and because you know you don't get better unless you get players that are willing to compete against each other. That's how you get better.
1: What's the old line? It's better to say woe than giddy up.
2: Yeah, right. And, and there's an old uh, thing: you, you can't uh, teach a you know a dog how to fight. I mean, the fight's either in the dog or it's not. You know, huh. so. Uh, that's what Lawrence Taylor used to always say when he was on the field. He'd be like a, a crazed dog out there when he'd be <laughs> like doing his bark thing and all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, I mean, it was good. It was fun to watch today, and it was great to see everybody out there. I thought that Trevor Lawrence had an okay day. It wasn't an exceptional day. There were times
1: that he looked really good. Yeah, Urban said they worked a lot of red zone today. and Just kind of okay. It wasn't, you know, but, but hey, that's OTA three.
2: You know, and, and, and a lot of people may look at that and go, well, you know, boy, you want your first overall pick to be better in the red zone. I'll, I'll say this. Throughout the course of practice, his throws and his timing and his placement of the ball mm-hmm. is, is really good. One of the areas that are, that's harder to master for quarterback, a couple things. One is the red field because the field shrinks, windows get smaller, time, everything gets sped up. And then also the two minute draw. I mean, those are the things that I think are more challenging for a quarterback making that transition from the college to the pros because it's harder already moving to the pros because the windows are already smaller. Fast. Well, then all of a sudden they get even smaller in the red zone because the field shrinks a little bit, and then the time obviously is sped up, and then the two-minute drill because it's it's kind of a change constantly on the go. So, I mean, those are things that will come around. And – Trevor Lawrence is not going to have a growth curve without bumps. I mean, that's just you – know, even the great ones mm-hmm. had difficult times early in their career, and I'm not saying that he's going to have a difficult time. I think that he's going to have uh, a little bit easier time of it than some of the other quarterbacks because he has a mobility factor, and then you also have the ability to tailor some of your play calling. And in, in the NFL has embraced some of the – the RPO and the read option principles in the game, whereas you go back to some other eras in the NFL, they didn't embrace those things. And so quarterbacks just kind of had to, to learn right away to function in the pocket and didn't have the ability to, okay, let's run some of the things that I had in college to help me along the way, where Trevor Lawrence is going to have some of that
1: ability. He's now a public address announcer at practice, too. <laughs> yeah, Sounds like. Uh, Fernando Lovo is the chief of staff, and he uh, during practice uh, says what's next and counts down the clock. Just so guys are aware, one last thing to have to think about, it kind of cuts down on the screaming from coaches to go where they're going next. You well, know? and I
2: think it also helps organize the coaches a little uh, bit. It probably like, does. Because uh, the coaches know where they need to be or not to be. And I can tell you this. <laughs> As uh, many players that played the game, if they heard that, they would probably have a lot of fun with him. Throughout practice, for example, he's giving you a countdown. You know of how much time is allowed to or, or left remaining in the period. You'd be probably yelling from somewhere.
0: How much time is it again, Fernando? <laughs> how much? <laughs>
2: You'd be that guy. And then uh, uh-huh. there's another thing he says, you know, hydrate, hydrate. You know, there's a period where they want them to hydrate, so they're drinking a lot. And then there's another one. It's like a, it's a shorter, more abbreviated water break, and it's called a rinse. And so, <laughs> that begs the natural comment. Hey, Fernando, if it rinsed, I, I can't. I can't drink it. Do I have to spit it out? I mean, just things like that. You would have a lot of fun with them on that. But uh, but it, it, I think it's good, and that it keeps things on tempo, on pace, and on schedule, and uh, it makes the players very aware. And and it kind of gives a little bit of the impression that things are always high energy, and that you know you're trying to keep that tempo and. And finish strong, and he's and he's always encouraging. Hey, look, he's making statements like, when you're not on, uh, if you're not on the field, get the mental reps, things of that nature to kind of reinforce how you can get better, not just by being on the field, but being better as a team, being uh, better uh, by not just necessarily taking the snaps themselves. So I thought thought it was pretty cool.
1: It reminds me of and <laughs> I just thought of this actually. Twenty fourteen the Jaguars practiced at Bartram Trail High School during training camp one yep. day. Yeah, I remember that. And guess who is the public address announcer going through the practice schedule on the on the PA system who? that day? Me. We're I remember because I, I would go through it, and up next to Seven on Seven, that's and right. explain to the crowd what it was, that's and right. this and that. I, that's exactly what it was. I don't know why I just thought of that. Yeah, but you didn't have motivational things <laughs> right? uh, no. kind of plus uh, two m- no. men in there, four to six. Yeah, a a to take B. it to level eleven. Get a rinse here. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> yeah, I,
2: I, that was interesting. I, I just had I had visions in my mind of some of the the guys that I played with and were around that didn't necessarily play with, but was around as uh, in the role that I do now, the Brant Boyers, the the Kyle Brady's, how much fun that they would have
1: had with with that. It was an interesting scene today, though. I mean, <laughs> it was exciting because you're out there and you're on the same field with Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence and Tim Tebow and Travis Etienne and the, all the rest it, of the uh, stars from. Uh, that have been around here on defense already. So uh, well, I, a lot I, of I new faces.
2: I think the one thing is definitely is that, look, there's a, there's a new culture. And make no mistake about it, that things, are, things are different. And they always – they always and a lot of people say that when you have a change of the staff. And that's natural because uh, this team and this organization obviously needed a change of direction. Where it was at and where it was going wasn't going to work. And so I, I think the most important thing is that it, it just it feels better. And on top of feeling better, it looks better. And when you watch 16 and you've, you've seen where 16 has been and you, you, where you believe that he can go while bringing others along with him, you feel like the disorganization has a chance at, at great things. And it's not going to be easy. But with Urban Meyer at the helm, and, and there's, a lot of, there's a lot of talk and a lot of positiveness that has been created from this, and it's all real. And it's all real, and I'm excited for it. I mean, I haven't been it's – been, it's been a while since I've been excited about this football team, and I'm excited to see what they can do this year. And, and obviously it's not going to happen overnight, but it's, it's going to be a little bit of a process. And I don't want to use that term that because people grow frustrated with it because it gets used too often. But it's going to take some time. But uh, it's going to happen. I just believe that that is going to happen.
1: Brandon Linder is now on his third head coach, and we will hear from the Jaguars' center when we come back. Uh He's in his eighth NFL season.
2: Did you have the dump button when you interviewed him? Because Linder (laughs) likes to fire off a few expletives every now and again. He
1: is not uh, shy about pulling the trigger on some of those from time to time. Let's say that. Are you Uh, playing
2: the clean version?
1: I believe we're going to run the clean version. We'll find out when we come back. If you're looking for a way to stay active and eat healthy, you can join Jags alumni players as they teach football fundamentals and join members of the Roar as they make their favorite dairy snacks. Visit jaguars.com slash community. And fuel greatness from anywhere. We're off and running. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network.
0: Jaguars Happy Hour is presented in part by TIAA Bank. Created to serve, built to perform. Publix, where shopping is a pleasure. And Baptist Health, changing health care for good.
1: Whether you're going coast to coast or running a quick out, Ford trucks and SUVs are built to turn any drive into a winning one. America's best-selling brand puts the biscuit in the basket with a versatile lineup of SUVs, including Ford Explorer, Escape, Expedition, and the all-new Bronco Sport. The playmaking F-150 and the go-to Super Duty continue their dynasty as the best-selling truck in America for 44 years straight. Break away and visit your local Ford dealer today. Best-selling brand based on 2010 through 2020 CY total sales. 44-year claim based on 1977 through 2020 CY total sales. Hi folks, Frank Franja here for the best barbecue in town, that is Bono's. Head to Bono's today, 15 locations on the First Coast and 6 more at TIAA Bank Field. You see, Bono's is the official barbecue of the Jacksonville Jaguars. you want great barbecue, you want Bono's. Plenty of parking, clean family restaurants, and oh by the way, the best barbecue you have ever had. So if you want great barbecue, head to Bono's today. The official barbecue of the Jacksonville Jaguars. We've been through a lot this past year, but there's light at the end of the tunnel and comfort in knowing we don't just have good things to look forward to, some have been with us all along. Because no matter what happens out in the world, our pets are always there for us. And we are always there for them. Pet Paradise, it's a new day in pet care.
0: Kessler Creative, proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, has the large format printing services running in high gear, creating large banners for marketing events, full vehicle ramps. Learn how Kessler changes the game with print and direct mail innovation. From eye-catching restaurant menus to real estate yard signs and event displays, Kessler does it all. Kessler Creative, Jacksonville, Florida. Results-driven marketing and a proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars.
4: Jaguars fans, here's a great way to pay with pride wherever you go. Exclusively from TIAA Bank, the Jacksonville Jaguars Visa Debit Card comes with a fierce look and fantastic features, along with the convenience to make purchases online or at millions of locations worldwide. And it's yours, free, when you open a Yield Pledge checking account. Order yours today. Visit TIAABank.com slash Jagscart. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars.
1: Welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour presented by the Duval Motor Company. And check out the official Jaguars Podcast Network. It's a free subscription logs on Apple iTunes or Spotify. This program archived every Thursday afternoon. Jaguars reporters on Mondays, Drive Time Tuesdays. The Huddle Up Podcast with Bucky Brooks on Wednesday. The Ozone Podcast tomorrow is going to be... Who was the guest? Jawan tonight? Taylor. Jawan Taylor, right tackle. We'll hear from him tomorrow with Ozone. Check it out, free subscription. Give a little, us that five a star teaser,
2: rating. little teaser on Juwan. if you yeah. like. Uh, if you like playing the drums or fishing, you'll want to listen to the interview with uh, Johnny O and Juwan Taylor. You know,
1: it was, it's funny, and uh, I happened to be at a Robert Randolph concert a couple years ago, a year or two ago now. I guess his rookie season. It was at the Florida Theater, and it was unfortunately not well attended. It was like during the middle of a week, and it just didn't hit. You know, but. Mm-hmm. You know, there's probably 500 people in the place, and uh, all of a sudden, middle of the concert, hey, I'm going to bring out my good friend Jawan Taylor on stage. I went, like, what? You, what? Huh? What in the world? And Jawan Taylor played some drums on this next song, and yeah. he played drums. How did he, how did he do? He, he was do very it? good. Yes, I mean because they grew up in the same church together in okay. Florida here That's in, cool. in the state down down the uh, road here, and so they their families knew each other. They knew each other from the old days, and the, the he only stepped thing right that, in. He was great. A little, a little
2: tease here that he was asked the question by Johnny Ozone, who he thinks is like the greatest drummer ever, you know, or, and I was disappointed personally to not hear that John Bonham was not mentioned. Yeah. But if you want to find out who his favorite drummer is, tune in. Oh,
1: tomorrow on the official Jaguars podcast network. Let's hear from Brandon Linder. It's his eighth season in the National Football League. You can't see a lot without pads on right now. Obviously on the offensive line, though, got helmets
2: on, but uh, they can't hit.
1: Can't hit yet. And uh, but everybody's back. We'll hear what Linder thinks of that about Urban Meyer, who walked through our interview, in fact, and uh, much more from Brandon Linder, Jaguar center, Jaguar center, Brandon Linder with us after OTA number three, a hot one today. It felt like Uh, take us. I mean, there's 90 guys. Everybody's here. Around the league, a lot of teams can't say that. Why is that, and what's the energy feel like inside the locker room?
3: Uh, well, I mean, I think we got a young team, um, you know, a new coaching staff. So obviously, you got guys coming in uh, trying to get better and show their value. Um, it's been exciting, man. You could see the culture changing, you could feel the culture changing. Um, and I mean, everyone's ready to work and, and get this thing moving in the right direction. You're in your eighth season. I mean, you don't have to be here. So personally for you, why are you around? Uh, you know, I'm here because everyone else is in here. You know, I'm with the team, you know, trying to build this cohesion. Um, and, I mean, I live here already, so heck, might as well come in. <laughs> I could be on a boat, but, hey, I'm going I'm to come in and get my work. It's time for the boat a little later
1: in the summer. Uh, all right, let's, let's get to the quarterback room so far. That's a, obviously a very important thing. Uh, friendship relationship you have to build with Trevor Lawrence how is Trevor
3: so far to deal with and the first few weeks around him yeah I've had a I've had a couple conversations with them um, great kid obviously he's won everywhere he's been uh, you can see you know I mean he, he throws a damn good ball now um, but haven't had too much work with him on the field uh, it's just been a little bit but no it's exciting man I mean the kids won everywhere he's been I mean he's a great great talent so I know everyone's excited to get, you know, get it rolling. There's a draft pick on the offensive
1: line as well, Walker Little. You probably are a little closer to him, I would say, since he's in
3: that room. What do you make of Walker so far? Uh, I mean, good kid, comes to work, you know, wants to work. And right now, you know, he doesn't say much. He's just soaking it all up. And, I mean, that's what you should do as a rookie. But, no, he's good. I mean, you, you can see already see the progress in his uh, feet and hands. So, he's doing great. It seems like there's confidence in the
1: offensive line since all the starters are back. And the, the offensive line coach, George Warhop's back. What did that tell you about last year's performance as a group and then keeping it together, keeping that cohesion? Is, how important is that for an offensive line to be back together?
3: Yeah, I mean, it's huge. I'm, I was so excited when find found out that Warhop's you know, going to be staying. And then obviously, you know, we got all the same guys in that room. Um, I mean, we're fired up, you know, we, we're, it's, a tight, it's a tight group, tight room. We hang out outside the building. I mean, we're truly, you know, friends and we truly love each other. So I know we're excited and we're excited to set the tone starting with, starting with our, you know, group. All right, Urban Meyer, is he as advertised? Uh, you, you hear about
1: him, you've seen him on TV, you, you know, you've won a lot of football games in his past. What's he like in this building
3: as the head coach? Uh, he, he's been doing great. Here he is right now. <laughs> no, he's been changing the culture. Um, I mean, it's been great. Again, that's a guy who's won. I mean, the guy's won everywhere he's got. You know, he's got a successful formula. So, I mean, there ain't no question in it here. Everyone's bought in. Everyone's all in. And, I mean, he's a, he's a player's coach. You know, he's given us the best, something we haven't had around here in a while. Um, he's given us everything we need to succeed. But in return, you know, he's at, he's going to ask it out of us, right? You know, we got when we get on that field, we're ready to work. And that's the whole mentality that he's, been, that he's been driving home. So, no, it's been great. I'm fired up. And, yeah.
1: He's huge on the performance side right. of things,
3: athletic training, recovery, all that. Not that it
1: wasn't an importance before, but it seems like there's more of a focus and a little more time spent at the start of practice on certain things.
3: Yeah, definitely perform- performance-orientated. Um, again, giving us the best yeah. You know, dry needling. Uh, everyone in the training room, show in the, in the uh, weight rooms, is showing their value and helping us succeed and get us in the, get us where we need to be. You know, um, dialed in when we get out there, so we can again go out there and go hard and perform. Got to ask an elephant in the room. How's Tim so far, Tim Tebow? Yeah. Have you have you dealt with him so much, uh, much yet? And what's he like in that locker? Yeah, no, I've had a couple conversations with Tim. Again, another guy that's coming here to show his value and. I mean, I love it. I mean, why not? I don't, you know, you hear, you hear this and that, but why not? You know, come give it another shot. I mean, if you could help us, that's great. I love it, you know. So, and he, he brings a lot of uh, leadership qualities and, you know, you could pick his brain. He's been, he's been around uh, long enough and he's done a bunch of different things that he kind of has different experiences than other, most, most players have had. So, that's something that you can tap into and learn from. You got about three weeks left in this offseason program. What, as a team, do you guys have
1: to get done in the next three weeks? Is there a checklist you guys still have to do, you know, as a team captain and, and a leader on this team?
3: Yeah, I mean, there's, I think, again, we just following, just building this culture, right? That's what we're trying to do right now, and that we're trying to lay the groundwork. And, you know, what we're preaching out there is fundamentals, and that's what we've been doing. And, you know, so I, there's nothing that's glaring, it's just getting everyone on the same page, the cohesion, right? And uh, just understanding what the culture is going to be and, you know, how we want to play. So that's what we're trying to replicate out there. Great stuff. Appreciate your time, man. Appreciate it, JP.
1: That's Brandon Linder, Jaguars center, his eighth NFL season. Uh, always pretty good visit with Brandon when he's uh, locked in and ready. He's not a huge media guy during the season. That's uh, just kind of been his M.O., which is fine. He'll talk, but it's it's this is this is the time of year where you can get some things out of Brandon. I think. Well, he's relaxed,
2: nice. you know. Yeah. I mean, like a lot of players are, you know. When you get in the season, and all of a sudden, you've won one out of fifteen. It's kind of hard to have a conversation.
1: I, say so. I don't yeah. want to talk to him either. At that point. <laughs> no, he's uh,
2: look. He's a really good football player, and uh, the only thing that's, that's holding Brandon Linder back, uh, that has held him back, is availability in the past. If he can stay healthy, he is a is a really good football player for this football team. When he has not been able to be healthy, obviously that's that's the one negative part to or aspect to Brandon Leonard. That's why Tyler Shatley has been pretty valuable over the last couple years here is because he's been able to fill in when Brandon hasn't been available. You know, a couple years ago Brandon played all sixteen games. You know, he credited a lot of the. uh, ability to stay durable to some of the yoga and the things that he started doing, as far as strength and flexibility,
1: Pilates and stuff. Yeah, he was, was doing. doing all that yeah.
2: stuff, and then last year he was still doing all those things, mm-hmm. but it just didn't it just didn't happen. He got he got nicked and and missed some time again. So I, I hope he's able to stay healthy for this football team because this is a much better football team with Brandon Leonard in in the lineup and healthy.
1: Let's come back. We'll hear from Trevor Lawrence. He's been making the national media rounds the last couple days. NFL Network, Dan Patrick Show, the AP Football Podcast. We'll hear from the Jaguars quarterback and plenty more ahead. We're halfway home. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network.
0: Jaguars Happy Hour is presented in part by DreamFinders Homes. Homes that fit your lifestyle. Next grill. Everyone's invited. And Adeco. Visit AdecoUSA.com. without notice. Equal housing opportunity. The time for talk is over. And a new era has begun with quarterback Trevor Lawrence.
3: We definitely feel the love and the support and really excited just to bring some energy to the city and do everything in my power to get us back to where we want to be. So I'm super excited to be a Jazz.
0: Single game tickets are now on sale. Call 904-633-2000 or visit jaguars.com. The Countdown to Kickoff is on, Duval, And we want to see you at the bank.
4: Any repeated physical activity puts stress on the body. Checking your phone, getting in the car, sitting at your desk. Checking the phone, getting in your car, sitting at your desk. Checking your phone for the 50th time today. If you do anything with regularity, you should get massaged with regularity. Massage Envy, keep your body working. Regular body work makes the body work with Massage, Skin Care, and Stretch. Come in today for more information or visit MassageEnvy.com for more details.
1: Headquartered right here in Jacksonville, CSI Companies is one of the fastest growing staffing firms in the nation. As a proud partner of your Jacksonville Jaguars, CSI knows how important it is to find the right people for your team. See why some of Jacksonville's top companies choose CSI for their staffing needs visit csicompanies.com or call 800-582-0828 today that's 800-582-0828 for csi companies
4: forever vets animal hospital
2: has always been about helping animals with same day appointments walk-ins and extended hours keeping your pets healthy is important to their experienced and dedicated staff
4: From preventive care, surgical, diagnostic, and emergency procedures, they offer quality pet care at a reasonable cost. Your pets deserve the best, and that's Forever
2: Vets. Visit forevervets.com to learn more and book your first free office exam today. They can't wait to have you as a part of the Forever Vets family.
4: Jaguars fans, here's a great way to pay with pride wherever you go. Exclusively from TIAA Bank, the Jacksonville Jaguars Visa Debit Card, comes with a fierce look and fantastic features along with the convenience to make purchases online or at millions of locations worldwide and it's yours free when you open a yield pledge checking account order yours today visit tiabank.com slash jagscart T-I-A-A Bank is a division of tiaa FSB, member fdic and the official bank of the jacksonville jaguars A lot of differences. I mean, it's still football, um,
3: since so it's been a lot of fun to get out there with all the new guys and you know new teammates and kind of get used to everyone. So that's been fun, but uh, it's just different. You know, I'm a pro now, and just the way people handle their business, the expectations, all those things in a good way. You know, you're just expected to, to you know be prepared and play at a high level because this is this is our job now. So it's been a cool adjustment for me.
1: That's Trevor Lawrence, Jaguars quarterback on NFL Network earlier this week, and welcome back. Jaguars happy hour, J.P. Shadrick with Jeff Loggeman, and uh, yeah, Trevor making the national media rounds. He was on the the Dan Patrick show today. Uh, NFL Network was on an AP football podcast earlier in the week, and so he's getting out there a little bit, and rightly so. You're going to see him all over the place in this offseason, and He's the number one overall pick, so he is a star. Well, he's a big conversation piece. Then a at and right talker too, by the yeah,
2: way. Yeah, he's uh, you know, the w- the one thing I kept thinking when I was watching him today because you know he's he's young, comes into the NFL and he uh, w- what what do they list him at height weight?
1: Uh, Trevor Lawrence is six, six, 220. That's the listing. All right. Uh, if he's two twenty, I I don't know about
2: that. Yeah, they got him on two twenty, and you know he's he, he might be two twenty, but I, I I see him. A year or two down the road, being a little bit more um, thicker up top, Mm -hmm.
1: you
2: know, weighing 230 pounds, but not really losing any speed because of it. I think I think the natural way that that the body matures. I know that. uh, a lot of players change when they when they get into that twenty one, twenty two, twenty three year
1: old range. It may yeah. be a different weight program too, you know. Sure, and then like
2: yeah. like he was talking about how this is a job now. Well, I mean, when it becomes a job, you know, obviously yeah. all your focus and attention on is on playing quarterback. No so, more
1: biology class.
2: Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I I'd look. I, I think he's going to be a, a marvelous football player, and I think that obviously the environment you want to have around him as good as you possibly can have it to help the success that he's going to have. But I envision him at some point being a a classic in the pocket quarterback that has, you know, smart mind can make the reads can make the throws. But I think early on, he's going to be a little bit more dynamic as far as they'll utilize some of the things that he can do with his legs so that they can kind of help the learning curve in the pocket. So function, function, while he's functioning as a team and being effective from the quarterback position, doing other things that's just besides just being a a drop-back quarterback pocket passer. And and that's good. I mean, there's a lot of quarterbacks that have done that. You know, you let them do some things with their mobility while they learn to be better in the pocket, and then it's a natural transition early on. They run a little bit more. Later on, they run a little bit less and do better from the pocket. So that's just the natural, I think, progression that he's going to be on.
1: We heard Brandon Linder earlier say he hasn't had a lot of on field work with him yet because he is still somewhat limited. He's not able to take snaps from center yet and hand the ball off. So they're trying to protect that left shoulder the surgically repaired one and it's more cautionary i think at this point but it sounds like as the weeks here go on maybe by minicamp he could be close to 100 percent. that's what urban meyer said yeah i before. think
2: he's, he's gonna be fine i don't yeah. think the shoulder is going to be an impediment to, to his development whatsoever i don't no. think i think it's a non-factor they're just being cautious and that that's smart the other thing that i like how they're doing in practice they're spreading the reps around so that no one quarterback is, you know, they're not sitting there making Trevor Lawrence take all the reps now because they're trying to get him ready to be the starter. Yeah. I mean, Minshew's still getting reps, and Luton's still getting reps, and Bethard's getting reps. And they're actually doing something where they, they they roll it along fast sometimes where they break it up into, like, four different groups, and then they have kind of all four quarterbacks. As one goes, the next goes, the next goes, the next goes. And, you know, because you're when you're in uh, – an OTA and you've got 90 people, you've got enough numbers to where you can have a lot of people and a lot of groups working at the same time. So it's not a matter of forcing reps and trying to make, make have reps just for the sake of having reps They're still making quality reps about it. I like the way that some of the practices are organized to make sure that everybody's getting a lot of reps.
1: Yeah. And then, then, yeah. And then once, uh, that should be the case the, the next three weeks too. I don't think they would change that approach now, right? No. I mean, this is the time of year for that. No, and, and you're not training s- camp. You'll you'll divvy it up a little more closer to games, and of course later in training camp, you'll get your starters some more
2: time. Yeah, and with OTAs, you're you're not you're limiting how much eleven on eleven that you're doing in yeah. practice, so uh, that's uh, you know, that's not really allowed yet, so to speak. So. Um, you know, so I, I think it's it's a, it's a work in progress, and, and they will gradually start to do more and uh, and progressively move forward with some of their their play installation, playbook installation, both on both sides of the ball. So, look, and let's not forget there's a defensive side of the ball of this football team, too.
1: Yeah, I was about to bring that up. We haven't really gone on that side of the ball in this program today, but initial impressions today. They had a pretty good day at the office in the red zone today, I'll say that, but – you know, it's an OTA number three.
2: Yeah, the the defense I thought looked pretty good. It had lots of energy, and, and I, Joe Cullen has always been a high energy coach. <laughs> I missed that voice
1: on the practice field. I'm glad to hear that again.
2: And I, I and I'm a, people probably know I'm a big Joe Cullen fan. I always have been, even when he was a defensive line coach here, when he he termed uh, changed the name of defensive lineman to rushman. And as far as I know, the, 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 that's not still the case here. It's, uh, he's got, they've got a defensive line coach. It's not a Rushman coach. But I understand his way of thinking there. But, you know, it's, it's fun watching him practice because, you know, he's a first-year defensive coordinator. And a first-year defensive coordinator, you're still trying to, to figure out. And I remember talking to some other defensive coordinators that have done this. And I was like, what was your first year like? And they're always like, well, you know, you, you're trying to figure out what to do. You know, because if you don't have a position group and you're the defensive coordinator, you're like, all right, so they're all broken up into position drills. What do I do? (sighs) You know, do I go hang out with the defensive backs? Do I go hang out with the linebackers? Do I hang out with the defensive line? And Joe, he hangs out with all of them, but he also drifts towards that defensive line because, I mean, that's his comfort zone, and and it's totally cool. But when he gets into the the team type type of teaching drills – uh, he, I think he's doing a really good job of communicating with all the position groups, and I like his energy, and, and he's made the comments to the team uh, out there on the practice field that, look, we can lead the league in effort, and that is true. If you can, if you can give great effort, you'll always have a chance, and, and that, I think, certainly will be one of the calling cards of this Jaguars defense led by Joe Cullen.
1: I'm excited to see you know, at some point this secondary kind of settle in. We're, you know, When we figure out who might be the lead dogs in that secondary, we're not quite there yet. It's earlier some guys off to the side right now. You know. A lot of guys off to the side. Yeah, a lot we're of guys on the side, a lot of new faces back there. Who really step, when, steps when, when up we over say, the next few when weeks? When we say guys off
2: to the side, guys that are not practicing because you know maybe they had a nick or an injury or something of that nature, we don't know because mm-hmm. obviously it's off season and they're not telling us, oh, so-and-so's got a knee and he's got an ankle and we don't get that stuff yeah. and, uh, and it's not our job to report it but there were some guys that are not playing and practice and are not practicing so that obviously um, you like to have them healthy when they go to training camp and not be worried so much about now but uh, that's there, there's a lot of work to do on the defensive side of the ball when oh, I say yeah. there's a lot of work to do I think there's a lot of work to do to find out who's going to be your starters number one and number two how's your rotation going to work. And how you know will your defense rotate with the scheme that you'll be playing? Because this is going to be a blended defense where they play some three four and some four three. Which for the most part, it's kind of the same. But you can put different personnel groupings out there to kind of have an emphasis and lean either way. So, uh, but there's a lot there's a lot to be determined. You know, from who's playing along the defensive line, who's going to be playing the linebacker spots, because I think there's going to be some strong competition at that linebacker spot. And I'm talking – I think so. I, I think all of them, with the exception of two guys. I mean, and if you're playing a 3-4, I think you know Josh Allen is obviously going to be a starter, and he's going to be a real good player. And Miles Jack, I think there's no doubt that he's going to be a starter. And I think the rest of them, I think they're all going to be competing. Caleb on Joe Schober, they're going to be competing for playtime. There's guys that are on this roster that have been brought in – that will compete with some of these guys for playing time. And defensive line, I don't think it's so much important or so important. It's not so much about who's starting. It's a matter of who's going to be rotating because they're, they're going to be playing multiple guys. That's just a sign of, of Joe Cullen. Give me great effort, go 100 miles an hour, and then let's get another fresh guy in there, get a break for that guy, and then we roll them. we keep rolling them waves.
1: Single game tickets on sale now for the 2021 Jaguars preseason and regular season. Visit jaguars. dot com or call six three three two thousand. A team of representatives is ready to help you get back in the bank in 2021. That uh, preseason schedule was announced, by the way. Uh, the the days there's only three were of them, by the way. Yes, there are, and there's now two full weeks between the final game. And the, <laughs> and the um, r- regular season opener.
2: You got uh, one one home game in the preseason, mm-hmm. two away games, and one game that will be nationally televised in the preseason. That's right.
1: So uh, week one, August fourteenth, seven o'clock. That is a Saturday night against the Browns here at TIAA Bank Field. Then it's at the Saints on Monday, August twenty third, eight o'clock on Monday Night Football. And then week three, the final preseason game, August 29th, the Sunday at 1 o'clock Eastern time at Dallas to face the Cowboys. So get your tickets, uh, the Browns game, uh, tickets available and for the regular season too. And it will
2: be interesting to see Urban Meyer's first year in the National Football League as a head coach. What will be his approach to and, – and also the league-wide approach. You, you're now down to three preseason games. So I think there's a lot – That Well, I think that that I'm very curious about seeing how it happens, you know, from a league-wide standpoint and also from Urban Meyer and the Jaguars' uh, first year under his guidance uh, standpoint.
1: Let's come back. We'll go around the National Football League and get to some internal Jaguars news, a couple of promotions in the Jaguars business office. And this is Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network.
0: change without notice equal housing opportunity
1: jaguars fans are gearing up and saving big at fanatics.com the world's largest collection of officially licensed fan gear from all the leagues teams and jaguars players you love shop the most trusted brands exclusive designs by fanatics and autograph collectibles from today's biggest stars join fanatics rewards today and earn fan cash on every purchase shop now and get today's special offer fanatics.com officially licensed everything
4: Hoy. Bonjour. ¿Qué con? Te if you have an accident the last thing you should have to worry about is a language barrier that's why at Farah and Farah we have a team as diverse as our clients so no matter what language you speak we'll fight for your voice Farah and Farah here for you <inaudible> here for all Jackson
0: At most sandwich places, asking for more of something is just part of the drill. But what if you never had to ask for more? What if more was just a given? At Dailies, more is what our sandwiches are built on. More meat. More cheese. More veggies. More quality. More taste. All for a price that's anything but more. Sandwiches from Dash. Made fresh. Dailies.
1: Whether you're going coast to coast or running a quick out, Ford trucks and SUVs are built to turn any drive into a winning one. America's best-selling brand puts the biscuit in the basket with a versatile lineup of SUVs, including Ford Explorer, Escape, Expedition, and the all-new Bronco Sport. The playmaking F-150 and the go-to Super Duty continue their dynasty as the best-selling truck in America for 44 years straight. Break away and visit your local Ford dealer today. Best-selling brand based on 2010 through 2020 CY total sales. 44-year claim based on 1977 through 2020 CY total sales.
4: Jaguars fans, here's a great way to pay with pride wherever you go. Exclusively from TIAA Bank, the Jacksonville Jaguars Visa Debit Card comes with a fierce look and fantastic features, along with the convenience to make purchases online or at millions of locations worldwide. And it's yours, free, when you open a Yield Pledge checking account. Order yours today. Visit TIAABank.com slash TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars.
1: Welcome back It's Jaguar's Happy Hour presented by the Duval Motor Company and the Daily's Place schedule logs is really starting to add up now for the spring and end of the summer. May 30th, 7:30 p.m. it's coming up. It's AEW w- double or nothing pay-per-view at uh, Daily's Place. Tickets available for that. I might
2: get into wrestling. I might I like my I
1: might start wrestling. Like his, I saw uh, Jericho today in the hallway, by the way. I think I can hang with those guys. I'm about six inches taller than he is. is are For you? For the record, yeah. So I'd, I'd be like Andre the Giant. Uh, you you might. <laughs> <laughs> you would outsize all those guys. Uh, June 11th and 12th, the Tedeschi Trucks Fireside Live. Pieces of the te- Tedeschi Trucks Band. Uh, Brad Paisley's coming in July. Blackberry Smoke in August. Lady A, the Love Blackberry smoke. Oh, and by the way, um, Alice Cooper Is coming as well, October 9th. Tickets at com. He's got to be in his 70s, right? I mean, he's a
2: huge golf player. They probably swapped him out some golf rounds (laughs) around some of the famed courses in Jacksonville area to get him to come and play. Uh,
1: He would be a fascinating interview, I think. Yeah, born in uh, 1948, so do the math on
2: that. He's been around a while now.
1: 72 years old. Thank you, Joe. So yeah, check those out. Uh, good good shows coming up at Daly's place. And if does, you're does at... he still wear the makeup for his concert? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I think he does the whole deal. Ace Frehley's yeah. playing with him too. The Kiss guitarist. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That should be a good show. Are they both going to be in makeup then? That, now that's a, yeah. He might be in the Kiss makeup, and yeah. then uh, Alice Cooper in the Alice Cooper makeup. That would be. Uh, is that the guillotine when on is stage. The, when still? is that show? That's in uh, October. On oh, what day of the show. week? October Saturday night. Are we home or away that weekend? I don't know. It's October 9th. Let me look. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying we to game plan. We are we are home. We all are home. The Titans game's the next day at 1 o'clock. Right. That was Cooper the night before. Titans coming to I'm town. I'm going to have to talk to Baselli about getting me some prime oh, seats. Yeah, you know? He's like seat. the mayor of Jacksonville. You know? He gets all these great seats it's, and all that. It's really incredible. Hey, maybe we'll get some seats on the couch. Got to be nice to Baselli for the next yeah. six months. Uh, by the way, if you're looking for a way to stay active and eat healthy, you can join Jags alumni players as they teach football fundamentals and members of the Roar as they make their favorite dairy snacks. Visit Jaguars.com slash community. Let's go around the Jaguars front office first before we go okay. around the National Football League. And congrats are in order for Mega Parekh and Kelly Flanagan, both promoted to executive vice president roles. Megha's now, uh, and already was, the chief legal officer. She adds executive vice president to her title. And handles the uh, the legal portion of the Jaguars business, AEW, some Fulham stuff, some development, all this stuff. So Mega's all over the place. Same for Kelly Flanagan, the EVP of Business Planning for the Jaguars. So uh, congratulations to those two. In order, they are rock stars in this
2: office. Well, and, and rock stars. When you say that, rock stars to the people that work here because uh, both Kelly and Mega have great respect and great. I mean, I'm I mean great respect in the work that they do. And congratulations to both of them. Very well deserved.
1: And the, I don't remember them getting much time away. It, it's like they're always on. You know, if there's a, a, a text or an email or something, it's a pretty quick response it. They all got the it. time. And yeah, they got it. Almost 24 hours a day, and they, they, they really work hard. Let's go around the National Football League. Boy, former Jaguars executive has now been hired. Logs. Who? Dave Caldwell is now a personnel executive for the Philadelphia Eagles. Huh. Announced today. Well, good for Dave.
2: Working for Howie Roseman. Yes. And uh, they, they, they have, there's been reports that have come out of Philadelphia about ownership and Howie Roseman and uh, uh, some people getting active in a role maybe that they necessarily shouldn't be involved in. So, uh, I mean, good for Dave. I'm glad he got a job. Uh, I always wish people to, to stay employed and continue the work that they love to do. And Dave obviously loves personnel in the National Football League. And, uh, and I hope things work out in Philadelphia for him. And uh, the quarterback situation there in Philly is going to be interesting this year. That's for sure. You don't think Hertz is just going to win it outright? Well, I mean, he may. I mean, because right now there's not a whole lot of competition with him. Right. You know, But is he the long-term answer? I, I don't know. I, I thought that they were a little bit premature in giving Carson Wentz the contract that he got, which think? obviously <laughs> has been proven to be tr- uh, very accurate and that he shouldn't have given him at that point in that stage. But uh, nonetheless, uh, look, I always hope the Eagles do well because uh, the Eagles are a close second to the Jaguars when it comes to Joe Fortunato's heart.
1: That's true. Yeah, he is uh, – Philly born and raised. The Atlanta Falcons have been in discussions with a few teams, apparently for Julio Jones, wide receiver and reports say that it includes an offer for a future first round draft pick and that the deal could happen as early as next week.
2: Well, it could, I mean, a a future first round pick that uh, may or may not happen because there's a price tag associated with Julio Jones, as far as the money that he's going to make this year. And, and, most of the reports out there state that the the amount paid to acquire Julio Jones will also depend upon how much of the contract that the Atlanta Falcons pay. So, in other words, let's say he's guaranteed fifteen. I think the number yeah. is fifteen or sixteen. Yeah, he's,
1: his base salary is fifteen three.
2: Okay, so let's say the Falcons say, "Hey, look, we're going to trade Julio to just throw a team out there, Jacksonville Jaguars, and we're going to pay." eight million of the 15.3 that way it's only going to cost you seven then the Jaguars might be willing to give up more mm-hmm. in draft pick compensation because the price that they actually have to pay Julio Jones is not that much whereas if the Eagles only want to be willing or not the Eagles but the Falcons may only be willing to pay let's say five million maybe the draft compensation drops because mm-hmm. they're not willing to pay as, as much of the contract so That's kind of an interesting thing there because it not only involves – it's not just a matter of about acquiring a great player, but it also has a financial aspect that is kind of tied into what the compensation will or won't be. So that's going to be an interesting watch.
1: He uh, he signed a three-year, $66 million contract with the Falcons, $25 million signing bonus, $64 million guaranteed. <laughs> he's made a lot of money, and he's been a great player, JP, <laughs> yes. but he's
2: been hurt the last couple of years. So banged
1: up, and they, he couldn't find the end zone a lot a couple of years ago either. I mean, no, he, he, ha- he hasn't.
2: There. And so uh, make no mistake about it, it's not like you're getting a, a sure-fired all-pro guy, which he's been in the past. I mean, he – he hasn't played or hasn't been available quite a bit.
1: And he's 32 years old this year also. At some point, the uh, the play might deteriorate down the stretch Well, of Tim Tebow's 33, That's and here
2: you are saying Julio Jones is getting old at 32. <laughs> you, you always got to me to the this, right point. I'll say that. I've got to say this about Tim Tebow. He physically – he is in great shape. There's I mean, a photo that I mean, came out the guy, today. The cat's been hitting a weight room now, and I know you probably don't like that term, cat. The guy <laughs> has been hitting a weight room. I mean, he,
1: he's buff. There's a photo that Monday Morning Quarterback put out from practice today on their Twitter account. Check it out because he is yoked. It is yeah, ridiculous. he's, he's definitely now, been working out. Logs, he is listed, by the way, since we're on this topic. Not to beat the Tim Tebow thing to death, but he's six three two fifty five. I also am six three two fifty five, but my six three two fifty five is much different than Tim Tebow's 6'3, 255. I don't know if
2: he's six three though.
1: What do you think he is? Five 6'2". Oh, he's. I'm kidding, of course. He's. But yeah, that's that six That was
2: cheap shot. No, Jay. but
1: did but, you hear that? But it seems like that you know the other tight ends are you know. Fans
2: of Tim Two are, are they not gonna be happy? Well, with JP Calling, calling him five nine. nine.
1: Anyway, so it seems like the other tight ends are a bit taller than Tim a little taller. bit. Yeah.
2: Yeah. He you know, he actually I mean, if if you looked at him as he just is walking by and you ignored the number that he's wearing, because a lot of times when you look at a a jersey number, you have preconceived notions of what a position that a guy may play. If you just looked at him from a physical standpoint, you would think fullback, you know, fullback type of guy, maybe mm-hmm. linebacker, mm-hmm. one of the two, mm-hmm. you know, because he's he's not super tall, he's not long, but he's he's muscled, and he's ripped, yeah, he's muscled There's up, no doubt.
1: Uh, Brandon Marshall, linebacker, former Jaguars draft pick in 2012. By the way, I don't know if you remember that. Logs- Gene Smith's fifth- last last draft, correct, fifth round pick out of Nevada. Well, he's working out for the 49ers. He last played for the Broncos in 2018. He signed with the Raiders in 19, but never played in the game. He's been out for a little bit. He had a pretty good little run in Denver where he had some solid seasons of play for the yeah, Broncos. Yeah, he was a good player. And uh, He was the same draft as Justin Blackman, 2012. Yeah, he was a good, was a good player. What about him? Well, he's, he's, he's working out for the 49ers. Okay, I hope he so we'll catches he, on because he, yeah. he's,
2: been a, he's been a good player in the league. I mean, when... When he left here, because he wasn't a great player here for the Jaguars, but when he left here, and especially when he was with the Broncos, he was a good football player. He was there, when I believe, when they won the Super Bowl with Peyton Manning. I mean, he he was uh, one of the better linebackers in the league uh, for a little period of time. Now, he wasn't an elite linebacker, but he was a good linebacker.
1: Adam Vinatieri, our final note today, announced his retirement after 24 NFL seasons. Amazing. Adam, Bill Belichick uh, called him the greatest kicker of all time, who made the greatest kick of all time in the 2001 Divisional Playoffs. That was a direct quote from Bill Belichick. And I don't think I have much of an argument. That no. moment was huge in his career as a snow. Snow. Yeah. You're talking about the snow yep. kick? Yep. The tuck rule game. Yes. A-
2: a- amazing kick. You look at when you every, – every year when we would prepare because we were able to watch Adam Vinatieri play for an incredibly long time, obviously with the Patriots and the Colts, you, know, you always add notes on players on, on my game board. And with Adam Vinatieri, one of the notes that you always had to write down was the number of game-winning kicks that he <laughs> had in his career. Yeah. And then when you considered where some of those came in, Bill Belichick does not sugarcoat things. He is dead on the money when he says the greatest kicker of all time because the moments that he had were bigger than any other kicker. More big kicks by Adam Vinatieri than anybody
0: else.
1: That'll do it for our program today. Our thanks to Joe Fortunato, Brent Reber, Trent Padilla, our entire crew. Jeff Logeman. have a great Memorial Day weekend. You too. I'm J.P. Shadrick, and this is Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network.